As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. This is Joe Beninati. You're listening to NBC Sports Washington's Capitals Face-Off podcast. Here's your host, J.J. Regan. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of NBC Sports Washington's Capitals Face-Off podcast. I'm your host, the Capitals correspondent, J.J. Regan. With me today, he's the Capitals insider. He's the flounder to my Bluto. He's Tark Elbashir. Flounder to my Bluto. Animal House reference. Yeah, yeah. I could buy that. Okay. All right. <laughs> Today on the podcast, we are going to talk about Christian Juice. Yep. We're going to talk about a little hit that Sidney Crosby delivered to, to Brain Holpe. And we are going to talk about the return of Tom Wilson. But first, we're going to get into a little bit of an editorial note. So, Tark, you and I tend to go a little long on these podcasts. We, you and I both see you're a little wordy. I mean, let's be I'm, honest I'm a little wordy. Yeah, a little oh, bit. Yes, it's me who's I am, going so I am long. concise <laughs> and precise okay. with my, with my uh, speaking skills. That's really funny because whenever we do the Facebook, the Facebook video, and I say, all right, Tark, we're going to speed it up. Your next answer is always the longest answer you've had. I have had a lot to say. Time. I have a lot of knowledge up here that I've got to get from my brain to the people. Well, as you may have have seen there is no whatever our company used to be called now we are NBC Sports Washington and with that we are reorganizing a few things and one thing we are re-looking at is the podcast we have been told by people who know these things that podcasts are better when they are 20 to 25 minutes long okay that makes it difficult for us because we like to talk makes difficult for you because now I'm going to do 25 minutes (laughs) you're going to talk for 20 minutes and leave me with about five to do my stuff anyway so It'd be hard for us to do the podcast as it is currently construed in 20 to 25 minutes. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to try to do two podcasts a week now. One podcast where we get into all the Caps discussion, and a second podcast for the mailbag, just for the mailbag. Okay. We're going to see how that works, so please keep sending in your questions to capitalsfaceoff at gmail.com. We're going to try to do two a week. Sometimes the schedule may not allow for it, but we're going to do the best we can so that we can answer all of your questions. So keep sending in your emails, but today there will be no mailbag because we're just going to get in the hockey discussion. So can you, can you deal with that, Tark? Uh, the question is, can you deal with it? Because now I'm just going to have to dominate. Well, you know what I dominate. Hmm. Commuter Connections. Oh, <laughs> Commuter Connections offers commuters info and resources to improve commutes in the greater metropolitan D.C. area. Ride-sharing saves time and money and reduces your stress, and there's nothing more stressful than DC traffic. Why are you moving your hands? No one can see this. <laughs> this is how I get animated. I mean, I'm so excited for community <laughs> connections. Carpool Now app is available for ride sharing on demand. Share a ride anywhere along your route at any time. You're really reducing stress by splitting time behind the wheel. You're getting time back to catch up on sleep, work, social media, 
shopping online or whether, however you spend your time. I don't know, there's some weirdos out there. That, but however you want to spend your time, the Commuter Connections can help you out with that because now you're not dealing with the awful, awful DC traffic. And heaven knows we're not going to the metro. <laughs> nope. No, absolutely no way. I'll use Commuter Connections all day before I ever take that metro again. It's totally secure. Commuter Connections has been providing these free commuter services for over 40 years. So definitely go and check them out because they are awesome. Speaking of awesome, how about Christian Juice in his debut? How about Christian Juice? Have the Capitals found a third pair defenseman? I think they might have fought, found a Hall of Famer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, settle down. Settle wow. Down. All right, look, it's really early. The, yes. the kid has played 13 NHL minutes now. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you this. You know what I liked? I liked a no number of things about his game. He looked a little nervous and a little tentative in the preseason. He looked like a deer in the headlights those first couple of shifts. Mm -hmm. And then, you know what? It, his game just came to him. He got comfortable. He got calm. He was out there with some veteran guys occasionally as Barry Trotz was scrambling the, the, the deep pair. D pairs and uh, he started playing with some poise. He looked okay in his own end. That's what I was watching for mostly. Um, I thought he looked pretty strong in his own end. And then the guy goes out there and scores a goal. Yeah, a left shot on the right side opens up for a one timer, and it wasn't the hardest of shots, but it was pretty accurate. Matt Murray probably wanted that one back, but you know what? It was a goal. And what really opened my eyes though was the play he made to get Ovechkin his yes. goal. Right. I mean. <clears throat> To come in and make that little six-foot pass uh, underneath Justin Schultz's stick right onto Ovechkin's tape for the goal, those are the hardest passes to make. And the way he sold it to Murray and to Schultz was just uh, instincts. He's got instincts. Some guys are good hockey players, but their IQ, their hockey IQ, not that high. This guy's got IQ. He's got instincts. He knows how to make things happen. And you know what? I think he's going to be a good hockey player. I hope they don't rush him. I hope they don't, like, go, hey, he could be our, you know, um, John Carlson um, uh, partner starting in, like, two games. I hope they don't rush him. I hope they let him kind of come along at his own speed. And as he gets more and more comfortable with, uh, with the NHL level, then maybe grow his role. The, the book on him was You don't have any time to talk, so next, <laughs> next point. The book on him was, of course, that he was a really good offensively, high hockey IQ, and, and we saw last night the potential that he has there. Um, he still needs work defensively. I think there's no way around that, but that's okay. As you said, this was his first, this was his first NHL game. And defensively, I just I just didn't have a problem. I, I mean, it I wasn't thought, bad. I thought he retrieved pucks. I yeah. thought he moved pucks out of the zone quickly. Um, uh, when he was on the ice, and as Trotz correctly pointed out, the Caps had the puck. I mean, yes. he, he's a strong possession player. I, I think, uh, uh, you know, assuming that he doesn't take a couple steps back here, I think we could um, have a pretty good player that could maybe contribute a lot more than anyone right. thought as a rookie. I, I think what they found is they found half of their third pair. I think they're still looking for the rest of that third pair, but I think they found a guy who could be half of that third pair. But it's going to be slow. There's going to be some bad games down the line. I don't think you're going to play the way he played. Uh, as Trot said, you know, he's not going to have a goal yeah, and assist, goal every, and assist night. every night. But it was certainly a good start. And what I really liked, what we've seen so far from the third pair is that as the game goes along, they play fewer and fewer and fewer minutes, and then the team starts to get worn down a little bit. It was the exact opposite for Christian Juice. He doubled his playing time in that third period. He did. Now, part of that was because the Cats were down, and they, and they, needed, goals, yeah. they, needed, offense, they needed some offense. 
But, I mean, look at Aaron Ness. Aaron Ness played 94 seconds in the second period. 94 seconds. That's not much. Christian Jews played six minutes in the third period. He doubled his playing time. So I think the level of – he showed a little bit more trust in Christian Jews than I think he's shown the third pair this season. Now he mixed and matched his pairings, and I think we'll see more and more of that as the season continues. You can't expect Brooks Orpik to get 25 to 30 minutes a night. I, so I think we're going to see a lot of mi- mixing and matching as the game goes on, as mm-hmm. the situations dictate. But definitely a really good start for Christian Juice, who is, of course, the son of the former L- NHL player Pear Juice and the brother of Apple Juice and Orange Juice and the cousin of Prune Juice, but they don't, they don't talk to that side of the family too much. That was so much. awful. <laughs> but I will tell you that I, I did crack myself up last night after he made the pass to Ovechkin. Uh-huh. I wanted to put apple, comma, juice. <laughs> you know, apple being poor right. assist. Yeah. So, yeah. yes, clearly that was a joke. But <laughs> his father actually is Pear Juice. His yeah. name is Pear Juice. Yeah, yeah, and he, he was there last night too. Yes, he was. So m- that must have been exciting for him and the family. He played uh, 82 games for the Red Wings and for the Rangers. Yeah. So, um uh, yeah. So I think there's some potential there, but they still have to find some way to get Madison Bowie out of Hershey, and it's going to be tough given given their salary cap. Yeah, I I, w- I would think that given the fact that they're you know within thirty thousand dollars or so of the salary cap ceiling, that they would have to send down a player of equal or like value in order to bring up Bowie, and they're not really even banking space because they're so close to the ceiling right, right now. Um, I don't think they're at that point yet, mm-hmm. but if you can only trust Aaron Ness to play eight or nine minutes, you're going to be at that point sooner rather than later. Right. And um, I think Bowie is going to be a long-term player here with Washington. I yes. think he might play 40 to 50 games at some point this you know this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just not sure when exactly they're going to bring right. him up. But, it's you know, we were talking about it last night. Look, if if they if they don't feel that Taylor Torney is giving them what they need, and they don't feel like Aaron Ness um, can do it long, you know, in in large chunks of time, then at this point, I play Christian Juice and Madison Bowie and just let the kids figure it out. Right. <laughs> just I, let them figure it out. I think at this point, it's a question of when, not if, for Madison Bowie. Um, Christian Juice has proven to be. I mean, there's there's concern with his youth and his inexperience there's concern about his size and he's only played 13 minutes but I think in those 13 minutes he showed that he's the better option over Taylor Chorney or Aaron Ness at this point but we'll see we may this conversation may be totally different by next week Uh, we're going to take a quick word from our sponsor and we'll be right back after this look around you can find cars like these on auto trader like that car riding your tail Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Welcome back, Tarek. I don't know if you noticed this, but there was a moment in the Capitals-Penguins game that brought the ire of the Capitals faithful on Cindy Crosby once again. It, it, it brought the ire of you on the uh, uh, being part of the Capitals faithful. I, I did. Okay. It, it just wasn't that first, bad. Okay. First of all, what we're talking about is at one point in the game, in the first period during a power play, 
Brayden Holpe went behind the net to retrieve the puck. Yep. Sidney Crosby skated after to challenge for the puck. He skated into Brayden Holpe. Holpe falls over to the ice. And before you go off on me, I wrote an article actually defending the hit, saying that it was legal. I saw I, I saw it. It was a legal hit. Uh, did he clip him with his shoulder in the mask? Yes. Was there a little bit of maybe theatrics on Holpe's part? Yes. I, I didn't have a problem with the play. I, you know, my favorite part of the play actually was Holtby kind of going after yeah, Crosby, yeah. Giving, Whacking him a little, him. giving a little bit of a of a yeah. yank on the leg, uh, and then Crosby <laughs> turning around and saying something to him. Look, they're two fierce competitors. They're two teams that hate each other. That kind of stuff happens. I, I didn't feel like Sydney was being dirty. Uh, look, does everything that Sydney that he does is it clean all the time? No, I, he's got some edge. But I, I didn't, I didn't in real time or in reviewing it, have a major problem. Would I like to see him try to do a better job of totally avoiding? Okay, fine. But, again, we know these things happen in tenths of seconds, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted to bring this up because to clarify. Are you reading the comments on your own story? Not, because yes, some are. people quoted yes, the rules, are. and I, it's easier than looking up the rule book. So Don't read your own clippings. So the rules... Didn't your coach ever teach you that when you were a kid? You don't read your own press clippings. So the rule, one of the rules that people keep quoting at me and okay. saying, telling me I'm wrong is rule, the rule on goalie interference, which says, in all cases in which an attacking player initiates intentional or deliberate contact with a goalkeeper, whether or not the goalkeeper is inside or outside the goal crease, and whether or not a goal is scored, the attacking player will receive a penalty, minor or major, as the referee deems appropriate. Now, the reason why that doesn't apply, that rule doesn't apply in this situation because Brayden Holpe is not acting as a goalkeeper at that point. The goaltender interference rule only refers to a goalie who is playing as a goalie. Now, when it references a goalie who's outside of the crease, that means like when Brayden Holpe is challenging a shot at the top of the crease and he's outside the crease. It doesn't, re- it doesn't mean that he is untouchable when he's playing the puck as a skater. At that point, Brayden Holpe is essentially a skater, right? I mean, that's my interpretation of the rule. Yeah, that's certainly the way it was meant to be interpreted. You know, there was a second uh, play in that game where Braden Holpe became a skater, and that was when he came all the way out of his net to challenge Carl uh, Hagelin. Um, you know, different, different types of plays there, but again, once a goaltender's out of his crease, even though the league kind of frowns on and discourages skaters from making, you know, engaging a goaltender, you're kind of fair game out there a little bit. Right. So I, I know people have been tweeting me rules about goalie interference. The goalie interference rule does not apply in this situation because Brain Holpe is not a goalie at that point. He is a skater because he's playing the puck as a skater. He's not and, trying to make a save. And as you correctly said in that story, referees do have some discretion there. And yes. They, and they tend to treat goaltenders a little bit differently than, right. let's say, uh, a defenseman going back and retrieving a puck behind the net. Yes. As they should because goaltenders can't defend themselves at the same um, same ability right. as someone else because of their equipment. I, I would not have been surprised if a penalty had been called. I would not have argued against it if a penalty were called. But since they didn't call it, and when you look at it, it wasn't. A, it didn't look like a dirty play to me. It didn't look like it warranted a penalty. There are plenty of things when Sidney Crosby is chopping off the fingers of opponents, and you can complain about that. This really, I didn't think, was that big of a deal. But it did sting because the Penguins went on to score on that power play and in what ultimately ended up to be a one-goal game. So that hurts. But, but I didn't think the play was that bad. I didn't think it warranted a penalty. You can hate Sidney Crosby all you want, but in this case, didn't see it as that bad. 
So uh, remember this, all you Pittsburgh fans out there who want to call me a homer next time that the Capitals play, because no doubt you guys are out there and listening just to troll us, per usual. Who are not trolls, though? Guns and Roses. All right. <laughs> oh, Guns and Roses, not in this lifetime tour. They are coming to Washington, D.C., October 19th, to Capital One Arena. That's right, the same Capital One Arena where you go to see the Capitals play. So I know you know where it is. Access to preferred tickets is available with CityCard. You can buy tickets at LiveNation.com, Ticketmaster, or at the box office. Any Cats fans out there should love Guns N' Roses because, of course, they play Guns N' Roses at the end of the Unleash the Fury video. They're playing Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah. 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 So all Cats fans should be huge Guns N' Roses fans. As I have said, their, their first album was the soundtrack, soundtrack to my freshman and sophomore <laughs> year in high school. Nice. Definitely be sure to check it out. Again, it's Guns N' Roses, not in this lifetime tour, October 19th at Capital One Arena. All right, Tark. Four games into the season. That means it's time for the return of Tom Wilson. Yep. And boy, did he sound pretty pumped up today in the locker room when we talked to him about it. What do you expect to see from Tom Wilson when he returns? I think you're going to see a player who's going to be a little more cautious. I, I think he's been forced to now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the suspension in the preseason was a warning shot across the bow. I think the, the four games to start the season and the $100,000 in lost salary, I think now he gets it. Now, yeah. now he realizes that he's in the crosshairs of the Department of Player Safety and they've used him, they've made an example of him and that he's got to change the way he, he plays the game. Now, the one thing that Barry Trotz said that I found uh, interesting uh, and also very true is players nowadays put themselves, and you never want to blame the victim, but players sometimes, especially smaller forwards who are along the boards, they actually turn their they numbers turn, yeah. because they know that means off limits. Don't hit me. I'm going to control the puck here. I'm going to turn my numbers to you so you big six foot four, 220-pound guy won't cream me against the boards, and then I'll turn back around and make a play. Right. And that happens far too often. But because of the danger of, of, of those types of hits, you know, it's a fine line that the player, the aggressor, has to take. It's a fine line that the league uh, is straddling as they're trying to figure out what's a penalty and what's not a penalty. What, did a guy put himself in a vulnerable position? Um, did the player who made the hit, did he have an opportunity to change his course and, and um, you know, avoid that contact? There's a lot of things going on, but I think uh, uh, Tom Wilson is going to be a little more careful. Yep. And I, you just hope it doesn't affect the rest of his game, that he doesn't get into overthinking and maybe gets away from what makes him Tom Wilson. Right. You don't, you don't want him to not be Tom Wilson anymore. But this could also be, if you're looking for the silver lining in this, Tom Wilson needed to focus more on offensive production this year than physical play. We know he's a physical player. He's established himself as a physical player, and it's great that he can play that way. But he needed more offensive production. He hasn't been... I, he's okay. With all due respect to him, he's a good player and he can. He's a good NHL player, but he's not going to live up to that first round pick, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But he can still be a good player. We know he has offensive talent and offensive skill. We need to see more of that on the ice. He's not going to be a thirty goal scorer. He's not going to be Milan Lucic, but he should still be count producing ten, fifteen, maybe reaching for twenty goals a season. And he hasn't come close to that yet. And maybe if he's got to take his foot off the gas a little bit and think more about 
scoring and less about laying those big hits, maybe it can be a good thing for him this year because this is a big season for him. The Capitals need more offensive production for him. And I, we've been focused so much on the defense the first few games, but really the Capitals aren't getting much production out of their bottom two lines. That's something that they need to change. That's true, uh, and you're exactly right. I, I wonder if Barry Trotz at some point soon is going to start mixing and matching and maybe trying to maybe move a Jake Verona down to the third line and maybe put Brett Connolly in the, onto the top line to see mm-hmm. if he can get um, get certain guys going. Uh, there's some guys who are uh, far exceeding our expectations, like Kuznetsov and Ovechkin, even though they have high standards to begin with. Right. And then there's some guys um, who need to get some, some stats. They need to get some production. Um I think Tom Wilson uh, is going to be in a good spot. He's going to get more playing time. I, I think you bring up an interesting point. Maybe if he's forced to kind of dial some of that edgy play out of his game, maybe he will focus a little bit more on scoring goals. I, I just hope it doesn't trip him up because he's thinking too much. Yeah. And he's out there just kind of caught up in his own head a little bit, and that's what concerns me. But, you know, he's a smart player, and um, uh, he studies his craft. And he's a guy that's, you know, that's looking to replace those 60 goals that walked out the door. I know Ovi's done a pretty good job so far of doing that. But <laughs> yes. at some point, Ovi's going to run a little dry for a stretch, and they're going to need guys like Tom Wilson to start putting some pucks in the net. Luckily for Tom Wilson and the Capitals, they do not play St. Louis again until, let's see here. It's also a contract year for Tom Wilson. Until January 7th, and since that's the team that he always seems to get in trouble against. Uh, that it's good that it will be a while until they play the Blues. Because, as you recall, both those suspensions came yeah. off a hit to the Blues. Yeah. I don't know what it is about St. Louis that pisses Tom Wilson off. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, maybe he hates that arch. I don't know. Have you ever been up in that arch? I have gone to the arch. The, that, isn't that crazy, that elevator that kind of goes up so and I, over? It, 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 click, click, yeah. click, click. So the, the time I went up in it actually was pretty funny. I was, a young, I was younger, and it was snowing, and it was, a very, <laughs> it was a very light amount of snow. But I went down and wrote my name <laughs> in the snow with my feet and then went to the top and took a picture looking down. Nice. <laughs> um, I thought the arch was pretty cool. I, I thought, thought it was pretty neat. I thought it was see, pretty cool. The, the big muddy. You, know, you see the big muddy? It's a, it's a, it's a pretty cool town. I the, only, the only thing it was when I was up there, it was a little windy, and you could actually feel it moving a little bit. That, that was a little weird. Ooh, but <laughs> Yeah. I'm not sure I would have dealt with that well. <laughs> but uh, that was very fun. Uh, if you like the podcast, you can subscribe anywhere podcasts are available, and be sure to give us a good rating and review. It really does help spread the word about the show. We hope you like this new shortened down podcast. We're going. I'm going to follow me on Twitter. I will let you know when the mailbag podcast will be. Until then, keep sending in your questions. We will get to them. We love the audience participation. You're going to help. You guys are going to fill our second show. We're doing a second show a week now, and you guys are going to fill it. So we really appreciate that. For Tark El Bashir, this is JJ Regan. Now let's get the puck out of here. See you guys.